What is up, everyone? My name is Kyle, the one true Kyle, and I am back once again. Uh, going back to the cosplay community lately, we've been we've been re branching out, looking at uh, random people trying to accomplish their own successes in the world. But we're back in the cosplay community, and we're back with none other than very positive uh, member of the community, Wolfie Kingston. Wolfie, how is it going, good sir? Hi, hello, hello. Uh, things have been pretty challenging but hey i'm surviving i'm going through the kicks day by day and uh yeah it's just gonna just gonna see what happens in the long run how are you i am doing not too bad hanging in there for now struggling like everyone else but just trying to live day by day for the most part hanging in there not thinking about the fact that it's comic-con weekend <laughs> oh, oh uh, me. all my friends were just losing their minds when ax weekend happened and i'm like i literally said i'm like don't talk to me about ax i don't want to hear it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially after last year which was insanity insanity i mean we're not going to talk about me being on the 11th floor and there was an earthquake happening? No, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, you were up there when the earthquake happened? Wow. Yeah, I was at the residence in hotel on the 11th okay. floor. And, like, me and my friends, we were just chilling, chilling. And I was just changing my uh, costume because I just got finished with a photo shoot. And then out of nowhere, we started swaying and it stopped. And then I stopped when I walked out the bathroom. And I'm like, I feel like something's happening. So I literally told all my friends, I'm like, guys don't move real quick and everyone looked at me they're like why and then that's when it started swaying a lot more and i'm mm. like oh crap we might die today that's but frightening. We <laughs> but it was crazy. last year was crazy it was it was insanity yeah, i remember that earthquake because i remember the news kind of reported it they they reported that the los angeles convention center was being evacuated and there's so many people outside but no no it was just a bunch of geeks waiting in line uh for a con that's been Mismanaged poorly. <laughs> oh yeah, the I waited two full hours to get in the building. Ooh, I didn't even bother on Thursday. I didn't even bother. I was just outside the whole time, and I was like, "I'll wait. I'll wait this out." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to wait, but then all my friends were like texting me saying, "Where are you?" And I'm like, "All right, I need to find a way to quickly get in line." And luckily, I did find a short line, but that lasted two hours. Everyone else, they've told me that they lasted four to six hours, and I'm like, good thing I didn't take that line. I would have yeah. lost my, I would have lost my mind. Not trying to cuss here. <laughs> oh, go for it. It's, this, is, this is an uncensored podcast. Do what you uh, would like. But yeah, it was insanity. It was insanity, and I do. Yeah, that that uh, there was like a back line that was about half the wait time. But uh, if you guys know, ha uh, hashtag LineCon originated from Anime Expo because they are notorious for not running their cons uh, properly. Essentially, they're, they are, I guess you could say, the biggest con in Los Angeles. They don't really have a Comic-Con. Uh, LA Comic-Con is relatively new the past three, four years, uh, formerly Stanley's Kamikaze. Uh, but that's kind of somewhat new. Anime Expo is like the like staple Los Angeles con. And this thing has grown exponentially over the years. But this, this the, the company that's running it, which is the Japanese American Association, I believe, uh, of America. Uh, don't hold me on that, but it's something like that. Um, they're running it like it's still like, uh, you know, 10,000 people or like, you know, a couple thousand people showing up to this when there's like 50,000 people coming to this thing, if not more. It's insanity. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I always see Anime Expo as the WrestleMania of cons because I uh, Anime Expo was the con that I first started. My first big con. My right. first small con was actually Kamikaze before it turned into LACC. Right. AX was my first big con after that. And then that's when I wanted to continue doing more. And then that's when 2014 was the staple year of how I started my uh, road in cosplay. But like Things weren't that bad along the years, but once mm-hmm. it hit 2016, that's when Ooh. AX became garbage, yeah. and I was very upset. 2017 was still bad. 2018 got a little better, and then last year, I'm not going to lie, despite the lo- super long line, I actually had a good time at AX. Like, I've met with, I've connected with a bunch of people, um... We did a lot of things. I mean, I met up with my friend, Mr. Cool Whip. Shout out to you. Um, It it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, I would say, despite the line, that experience for 2019 was actually pretty good in the con wise. So, but yeah, over the years, things have not, things have been up and down. How I see it, Mm -hmm. it's like a pipe. You fix the pipe, you fix the hole in the pipe, but then there's another hole popping out. That's basically how AX is. They fix yeah. one thing and then there's another problem and it's like, well, what what do we do? And I was like, well, fix it, just fix it, but try to make sure another hole doesn't pop out. But it it is what it is for AX. I still love it because it's it, I had as I said, I had a great experience when I first went. If I had a bad experience on my first try, mm-hmm. then maybe I wouldn't be going to AX that much than I have been now. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Would you still like? I like AX and I love AX. It's it's actually it's very stressful. But I love it. But if someone comes up to me and goes, "Should I go to AX?" I would probably say, "No, go to a different con first. Same. I would always tell people because some people have asked me. They're like, "Oh, what con should I go to?" I'm like, "Look, go to a small con first. Because if you go to a big con first, you're gonna ruin your entire experience." Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially people, cause like, uh, it's fun. You're going to see some of the greatest, like anime content, uh, this side on the West coast, but you know, at the same time, you're going to be waiting in line, line for a long time. It's middle of summer in Southern California. You're going to be sweating your balls off. It's going to be insanity. So like, if you can't handle those stressful situations, I- yes. um, so yeah, let's take it back then. Let's uh, talk about you and how you got into the con scene. Let's first start off. Uh, what was your first cosplay? Whew. Oh boy. Um. Now, before I went to con, mm-hmm. I would have to say my first co- <laughs> my first cosplay was senior year Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was a leopard maid. And okay. I had, I literally had a, um, I had a weave right. and I had long curly hair at the time. And that was the first time I actually had long curly hair. So after that, went back to the braids and Afro. Then I went back to braids cause I, I hate having an Afro cause every time I wake up in the morning, it's mm-hmm. matted and I'm like, I hate it. So I would have to say that, but officially for con i would have to say my oc from this online forum dragon elements my my uh friend's best friend created the the website Mm -hmm. and it was just an online forum of role play of like you 
and whatever element you are, you're a dragon of whatever oh, cool. whatever element you are. And I was known as Walker, the ice dragon. And my <laughs> friend uh, wanted to bring him to life. So she made her character and my character. And that was like my first legitimate cosplay. Of course, no one knew who I was because it was just an OC. But sure. I had some pictures here and there. But then my friend had like a bunch of other pictures and then I'm like, and like, she was all like, oh, like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, see, here's the difference. Like, you, you are a beautiful girl. And that's why you're going to get racked in with a lot of pictures. I'm just a dude that has a, a freaking Boy Scout sash who's shirtless, mind you, and has a big dr uh, dread wig. Uh, the, the difference is one person's going to have more than the other. But I wasn't tripping at the time because I was just having fun. So I would say that was the start of my very first cosplay. And then following up till 2019, uh, um, my first actual official cosplay cosplay was uh, when Bowsette was really popular. Okay. I decided, why not Bowsette Jr.? So... Mm. So I went to the mall, got a quinceanera dress that are yeah. like for that that are like for uh, girls that are like sure. twelve to f uh, fifteen years old, and I'm short as hell, so I can fit it. And <laughs> it, it's purple; it's a purple dress. I wanted it; I wanted black, but they didn't have it, so I bought fabric dye. Right. And I spent almost an hour to change the color. And as soon as I looked at the bag, it said. Mm -hmm. It won't change color if it's nylon fabric. And I looked at it when I lifted it up, oh. dripping from the sink, it stayed purple. And I'm like, it's nylon fabric. I was mad. I was really upset. And I was about to give up on everything. But I was like, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. I'm a rocket. So I rocked it on the last day of ALA 2019. Miles mm -hmm. was the first cosplay that I brought in for ALA. And I was swamped. With photos. I, I honestly wasn't yeah. expecting to be crowded. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well. This was a hot uh, time for it. The Spider-Verse movie yeah. was a big time success. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, those were, like, the main three. And then there's Toga from My Hero. But, like, those were the main stable three that basically got me on the rise. And mm -hmm. then that's when people most likely said, like, oh, I mainly remember you from a, as a miles and bowser jr because i brought miles and bowser jr back to anime impulse 2019 and then that's when i made a staple of those two and then that's when i was like i want to expand and do more costumes and so that's when i was slowly getting into donkin rampa mm -hmm. and i bought makoto nayegi but i didn't even wear it i wore it as a cost test and then that and then after that like i stopped wearing him and then Hinata Hajime came in from the second game, and that yeah. became my all-time staple cosplay. And that's yeah. what everyone calls me by as well. Either if it's either Wolfie or Hajime, I'll respond to both. And the rest is history, really. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, quite the uphill for you. Uh, interesting to watch. 19, from the 2019 was the golden year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we all proclaimed greatness in 2020, and then... This happened. <laughs> yep. I only went to three cons this year. I went to ALA, Anime Impulse, KatsuCon, and then everything just I'm jealous. went downhill. I'm jealous. I only went to ALA, and then I said, I'll skip Anime Impulse. So there'll be so many cons coming up. And then you're I like, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> nope. 
Nope. So yeah, one con for me. And it was only one day too. I only went to the uh, first day. I remember because really? you said you were going to do like a photo shoot thing. And I was like, I'm yeah. down. But then like we never had the chance because you were. Yeah, so I was just so like, oh, yeah, I was just like one day everyone come. And then, yeah, I was I was running around the whole time. It was insane. It was fun. Yeah. Though. That, that's it's why fun. I didn't bother you when I saw you. I was just like, look, <laughs> you're busy. Do your thing. It's fine. There's always <laughs> other opportunities that we can uh, link up and stuff. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, that was kind of your lineup for cosplay. What was your first con? Uh, Kamikaze. Kamikaze was my first con. Kamikaze was your first one. Okay. I did not cosplay at all because I didn't even no know. Cosplay. I didn't have any of those. I didn't have anything. I just showed up because my friend's like, hey, just pay 10 bucks and you're in. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Why not? And I had yeah. a good time. I enjoyed everything. And wait a minute. Nope. I'm lying. I was in my Akatsuki coat. <laughs> That's all I had. Sure, sure. that kind of counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had my Akatsuki coat, and I'm like, well, it's, it's better than nothing. So I was yeah. like, whatever. I got that, and I was just walking around just in my Akatsuki coat. Um, I met Jesus cosplayer, uh, just a cosplay of Jesus, and like sure. that was funny. I met my heroes, which are, I don't care what people say, I am a diehard Power Ranger fan. As soon as I saw them, I literally shit my bricks yeah. in my mind. I. Met my favorite Red Ranger from Time Force. Oh, cool. I met the Barracuda Ranger from Super sure. uh, from Samurai. Uh, the Yellow Ranger from Turbo. The White Ranger from Wild Force, which is one of my top favorite seasons alongside Time Force. And those are the only main ones I remember. But I did talk to the Red Time Force Ranger. I was so happy. I loved every second of it. I loved every second of it. I would not trade that for anything. Nice. So this first con you went to, uh, you weren't cosplaying or you were in your Akatsuki coat. Were your friends that kind of you came with, were they cosplaying or were they also just uh, casuals? One was not cosplaying. My other friend was cosplaying the gun, the gun berserker from uh, Borderlands 2. Okay. Yeah. He actually got that pretty down. He had the makeup. He made the shirt, everything. Nice. He looked pretty good. Nice. Um, cool. And um, you've been uh, pretty much exploring the con scene in Southern California. What yeah. would you say is your favorite, or let's not say favorite, most memorable? Most memorable? Yeah. It's literally a tie between ALA and Anime Impulse. I love Anime Expo. I do. But like a lot of it was always an up and down roller coaster at AX, mainly because I would have to say mainly because I was in a relationship at the time. And I guess the relationship okay. wasn't really sitting right. And all my oh. friends literally told me straight up, like right after me and uh, my girlfriend at the time broke up. Uh, so like, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, July mm-hmm. would be the fourth year that we've been uh, broken up. But uh, my friend straight up told me, he's like, yeah, you've been you between how you were then and now. You were totally different. So I was like, okay, makes sense. So I would say ALA and Impulse because ALA was the first con that I discovered outside Anime Expo. And Mm -hmm. I made so many good friends, so many great friends, so many memories. And that's when I decided the Con Ends With You movement was going to be born. That was when I decided I want to expand something that I want to do. And I literally cried for 15 minutes straight when I found out I was I was in Mr. Cool Whip's ALA video. I literally cried. I was it's a good video. losing my mind. I was like, no way. And then Anime Impulse, which was like 
my third year, it could have been my fourth year, but I didn't go one year and I regret it ever since. Um, mm-hmm. I met more people. Yeah. And uh, I bumped into my friend Miku-san, who, who apparently we, we knew each other for a while. We just didn't really officially meet me. Right. And uh, me and him were dancing. And then that's when I met T1. We were all dancing. And then my friend Jalissa, she, we literally became, our relationship became brother-sister. Like she gotcha. looks at looks up to me as a big brother so much, and I just couldn't do anything that would disappoint her and everything. And like I, I just love her to death. And we performed with DJ Ramen Boy at Anime Impulse, and I literally cried after the uh, performance because I never thought in my life, as a as now a fifteen year dance veteran, I never would have thought I would perform at all. I thought I was just going to like, you know, perform in a group or in a dance session, just like always. And that's why I broke down crying after the performance. Cause I was like, dude, it's happening. Like, I can't believe I was able to do that with a well-known popular DJ. Right. And with, and also with my relationship with anime impulse, like I believe if it wasn't for this pandemic, we would literally be able to do some projects here and there because they, they did text me. And they wanted to know if I wanted to work with them. And I'm like, I'm down. So I showed them my Project Dice video on my YouTube channel. Yes. I showed them the video and they were like, yo, this is awesome. I will, we will gladly be able to work with you. And I'm like, let's do it. And so me and my friend, uh, my friend helped me write a script. Uh, it was kind of based off of, it was kind of a reenactment of the 2007 animated movie TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Gotcha. I wanted to redo the fight scene between Raphael and Leonardo. But with an anime mix, Deku versus Bakugo. And it was perfect. We planned out the, the script. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. I emailed it to them. And they're like, okay, look, we got Insanimated set up. So once we got that set up, we'll hit you up eventually. And then pandemic happened. I'm like, well, that's... I'll send it back if they need it again. But like at the, as of now, I'm not really worried about it. Because I can't really... We can't really do anything right now. And it sucks. Yeah. The closest thing we could do besides, you know, go to the grocery store to get food is go to your friend's house or your friends come to you since we can't really be outside. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tell me about your dancing experience. When did you get into that? When did that all go down in your life? And and Um, dancing, dancing, dancing. I started dancing early second, third grade. I was a B-boy, wasn't a good one, but I be, I gotcha. did B-boy stuff mm, nice. all third grade, and then I dropped it because I was like, I don't want to do B-boy. I didn't really want to do all that spinning and jumps and uh, backflips and everything, but like, there was one spin move that I'd, I would always keep, and that was the knee spin, and I mm. believe I was the only one that did it, but I was a kid at the time, so like, probably a million people did it. Also, I've seen this movie, You Got Served. My mm-hmm. godfather, David Lee Scott, was in that film. Okay. He also choreographed Fat Albert, Good Burger. He was in the movie Step Up 3 for a little bit. He choreographed mm. Stomp the Yard. Mm-hmm. And I believe since then, I was inspired. Like, I want to keep dancing. Because if a member of my family is dancing still, I want to do that too. And so around middle school, I started doing crumping. Crumping is still insane till this day. And I love mm-hmm. crumping. Um, and then I did Pop Lock. And then that's when Jerk came in around 2009. A lot of people hated it. I don't know why. I, I think it's a fun dance style. So I still do that to this day. 
Um, and then from then on, I just started doing my own thing. I had my own dance crew, but we were kids, so we didn't really plan like actual sessions. We tried to, but you know, we're kids. We couldn't really go out. Um, so I led two dance crews in different time gaps. And then after that, I'm like, I'll just go solo for a while. I've been doing my own thing. And then I got into the anime expo dance crew. Mm-hmm. It's not an official one. It's, it's the group that I met when I went gotcha. to anime expo the second time. And I asked if I can be in the group because the leader liked my dance style. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the more years AX went by, the crew got smaller and smaller. And then it went to the point where I became the leader. So I was like, okay. And even at that point, it got smaller and smaller, no, no matter how hard I tried. Just people just lost taste in uh, going to Anime Expo, which is which is acceptable because yeah. a lot of things have happened. So from that point forward, I've just been doing my own thing. I've been learning dances from other people. I've learned dances from YouTube because I pretty much self-taught myself. Right, right. And then like I took some moves from TikTok dances and uh yeah and then here i am 15 years in and i'm like perfecting some moves here and there and i just love it that's awesome that's really cool um now when you're on that stage at anime expo you mentioned like you never thought you would make it or be you would never thought you would see yourself on stage why is it that you as like someone who was so passionate about dancing never saw that for yourself because through the years of like being competitive. I'm a very mm-hmm. competitive person. And mm-hmm. as a kid, it was very bad. When I would lose, I would literally just break down and cry and be super angry. And then as I got older, it would get slightly worse. It would be more anger than crying, or right. it would be more crying than anger. It was a switch. Um, and then middle school, high school, I always liked to show what I've got and just like how it is in, in reality. Uh, well, in other things, um, high school was basically a popularity contest and I hated sure. it. It was okay. dumb. Like I've literally heard rumors that I was a show off when it came to dancing and I'm, and I look at them and I'm like, how am I showing off? That's just me showing that I, I have skill. Sounds you like can't passion. tell me I'm showing off if I'm showing what I can do. And I wasn't even being a douche about it. I mainly danced because I love it. I love having fun. But everyone looked at me like, no, he's a show off. He, 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 he's not the type of dancer where, you know, you can dance with. And I'm like, that's, that's not true. I've lost countless dance, dance battles. I've been shown up in countless dance sessions to where like people literally shoot me off the circle and I hated it. And my friend, Kevin, my close friend, Kevin in high school, Mind you, he has no slight experience in dancing at all, but I love him so much because he just loves to have fun. And that's right. what I loved about him. And I, and I always effed him with, with that because he, he like, like, every time he sees me, he's like, yo, you ready, to, you ready to burn the dance floor? And I'm like, dude, you know I'm always ready. And we always conquer it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, when it came to dance contests, it's weird because... There's a time. There was a time where he was in the dance contest. Of course, he didn't have any experience, but he he w- he always had the momentum and the charisma. He won the mini dance contest. And then there's me. He wasn't in this dance contest that I was in. It was me, 
and two other guys. Senior year, Power 106 showed up at early in the morning. We had a dance contest. I literally broke down so bad, and I had, I was like sad the entire day. When it came to voting, of course, everyone knew me of dancing. Right when it went to vote, as soon as I was the first one to say, where the DJ was like, okay, out of screams, mm. how good do you think this guy did? I kid you not. The whole crowd was silent. Mm. I wanted to break down and cry so fast and badly, but I held it. And the teacher that I have classes with looked at me dead in the face. He knew how defeated I was. The crowd was quiet. And then after five seconds, then they decided to make noise. And then after that happened, my teacher went up to me. He's like, I understand how you feel. I really feel bad for you because that was not fair. And you are a great dancer. I don't know why you were treated like that. And I looked at it and I'm like, Honestly, it's at the point where I don't even care anymore. I really didn't because it's a popularity contest in high school. And that and that's the dumb part about it. People will popularize a person that could be the, the biggest jerk in school, but they'll praise him like he's a king. And yet there's someone who is very nice. They will demonetize him and treat him like utter garbage and say that, oh, no, he's he's a horrible person. He's bad. So that's why when it led up to anime impulse and I performed, it's a big change because it's a it's energy and a vibe and a reaction that I never thought I was gonna get. That's why I wasn't used to it. And that's why I broke down in tears right after that uh performance because I felt like I was on top of the world. Like I felt like this is something I can totally do and continue. Right. Which which is why after ALA, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a movement that I guarantee people are going to be behind. I'm not going to just make a movement and then if it doesn't work out, I'm going to quit. No, I'm going to continue doing the Con Ends With You movement. <clears throat> Excuse me. And lift up the spirits of any cosplayer, young or old, as much as possible. And uh, that's why I love dancing. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, good segue. You may not have been popular in high school, but you seem to have found your group, your tribe uh, elsewhere. Let's talk about the con ends with you. And uh, I guess just the basic concept, because uh, uh, after talking to you, we've done an interview and I've hung out with you um, and I get it. But I know a couple of people out there that are a little confused about whether it's a movement or is it a club? Like, can you maybe elaborate more for those people that are like, they hear, they hear your message, but they're still, they're still wondering what is the con ends with you? Yeah, yeah, I, I'll gladly break it down because I even get messages sometimes of what of what it is because, um, well, no, I'll get to that story later. Okay, so the con ends with you. As I've stated before, it's a movement to where it it up, uplifts people that are in the cosplay community. Mm -hmm. The con ends with you is a movement where you you can where you feel confident in yourself no matter what cosplay you do it's a movement that you can set any bar as a goal in cosplay 
where you're going to feel confident, positive, and very happy. It's it's literally a movement where where I want people to feel comfortable in what they do in cosplay because there's been a lot of messages that I've seen on, on Instagram mm-hmm. where they feel discouraged, not not mo- not motivated enough because of the hate that they get. Either the hate that they get or they just get no reach. See, when I cosplay, I tell people, I'm like, look, I cosplay because I love it. I'm having fun with characters that I can relate to or just love to be. I didn't really care about the likes that I got on Instagram. Like, I, cause like literally as I started, I got like what, 25 here, 40 there, 15 here. I was like, whatever. I didn't really care. Cause again, at the time, I wasn't like, I wasn't there to like set mm-hmm. off something. And now that I have, I still want to put it to where it's a movement, not a club. It's a movement that isn't just for me. It's a movement for you. That's why it says the con ends with you, meaning the con ends with you in a positive matter. The con ends with you in a happy matter. The con ends with you in the motivation matter. You yourself are a great, talented cosplayer or or content creator in the cosplay community itself to where no one is going to knock you down. It doesn't matter if they don't like it. If you're proud of it, want it. Show off what you created. Mm-hmm. You're happy about it. So remain happy about it. There will be people down the line that will appreciate your work and appreciate your attitude. Because if you're happy... Trust me, you're going to bring that aura of happiness with you. And that is why when I tell, when I see people like, oh, man, my thing's flopping. It used to be um, a thousand likes. Now it's down to like 300. I'm just in here like, yeah, I'm happy that I reach 125 likes. Like if I reach 100, I'm happy. Like the lowest I've got was 80. Was I tripping? Not really. Because I'm like, hey, I showed it. Whatever. I'm happy about it. It'll grow over time. And now that I've set a bigger bar, I've now gotten at certain at, you know, a certain amount of likes that I didn't think I would even reach. And yeah, that's cool and all, but I'm still at the bar where it's like, okay, yeah, I got a lot of likes. I'm still going to aim of positive motivational matter. Right. I don't really care about the likes unless unless it just, just magic. Well, actually, no, not even that. It doesn't matter if it flops or not. I'm still going to be happy about it. I just don't, I don't care. Um, but I do want to know that I, the only thing that I do want to know is that if it did reach out to people. Gotcha. Because there were some cosplays that I posted that got like 85, 60 likes, but it did reach out to people. It did reach where I got exactly. text messages from people like, oh, you know, this is a good cosplay and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Regardless if it has 80 likes or 60, doesn't matter. As long as you're happy with what you provide on your plate for other people to see, to, pre- to present, that's all that matters. Right. And it's also a movement to where we do not accept negativity. Trust me, I 
hate negative energy. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to the point where, like, if you're acting really negative or freaking out in a negative matter, I will literally slowly, like, back away from you. I Like, I don't want that. I'll try to calm you down, but if you continue, then I'm just going to be like, look, you need to take uh, have a breather. I'm going to be somewhere else because I don't need to be part of that energy right now. And if that's not the case and you just need help with motivation and turn the negative into a positive, I will gladly provide. I will gladly provide to give you as much motivation and positive energy as I can because I want you happy. Don't worry about me. I'll be, I can be happy. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be happy. That's why the con ends with you. It's how you want to end the con wherever you go. Katsu con, blur con, um, Cape con, uh, anime expo, whatever. The way you step foot in that con, you decide how you want to end leaving the con. And which is why most of my post, when it's on the last day of the con, I, I have a picture of the camera showing the back of us because that represents how I came in the building and how I left the building. I came in with positive energy. I left with positive energy. And with the people doing those pictures with me, that shows that I came back with an army of positive, positivity, positive energy. Interesting. I like it. I like the positive attitude. I do like that. Um, let's cut to something a little more like uh, prevalent. It's been happening a lot. Um, I am, you know, I am your typical like snobby like uh, person who wants to, you know, I want to see my characters how they looked on screen wolfie and you know what i do not appreciate these people that are of different ethnicities cosplaying as other people what do you have to say to someone who says something like that all right sir this is what i would say sir you want to get mad that this person is cosplaying a character that isn't your taste now as a person of color that cosplays I will tell them in their face, you can get mad, but it's not going to stop me because that just shows you're ignorant that other people of different color are cosplaying characters that you like, but you don't like it because their skin is shades darker or, um, well, yeah, mainly shades darker. There's a lot of people that have said that, oh, stop black shaming cosplay characters. And I'm just in here like, do you realize that not all the characters are white? That's what they don't understand. Yeah. They're saying, oh, you can't cosplay him he, or you can't cosplay her. This person's not black. Really? Let me see. Naruto isn't white. Last I checked, he's Asian. Oh, um, you're getting mad because I'm cosplaying a uh, freaking, let me see, uh, Han Solo? Why does it matter? Does it matter if he's white? Does it matter if he's Asian? Any person of any color can cosplay whoever they want, which is why I've that. Which is why I've told people I've explained how many cosplays that I've done are black. Mm-hmm. The only black cos- uh, characters that I've ever cosplayed are Miles Morales mm-hmm. and Angie Yagana from Donkey Rumpa V3. Those are the only two 
colorized characters I've ever cosplayed. I've cosplayed characters like Shinra from Fire Force. I've cosplayed um, Hajime Hinata from Donkin Rampa, freaking mm-hmm. Makoto, Ibuki, um, Oba from freaking uh, d- d- uh, Dramatical Murder, um, freaking. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Uh, Asta from Black Clover. Mm. Uh, freaking. Um, I cosplayed. I cosplayed Raichu, and Raichu is just an animal. Um, I've cosplayed Umbreon, and just because Umbreon is black, that doesn't mean that he's specified for a black person to cosplay them. No, I cosplayed Umbreon because Umbreon's freaking cool. And Umbreon's freaking, awesome. I cosplayed Bowser <laughs> Junior, who's literally a turtle. He's not specified of a race at all. It doesn't matter what color of your skin is you can cosplay whoever you want you can cosplay whoever you want i've seen people i look i even cosplayed toga from my hero academia Mm -hmm. and people love it people literally thought i was a chick until i spoke and i'm like yes i am a dude thank you (laughs) thank you for your compliment of liking my cosplay it doesn't matter if you want to get mad then don't cosplay because you're going to see a lot of black people you're going to see a lot of Indian people. You're going to see a lot of um, um, Arabic people cosplay their favorite character. Cosplay your favorite character. Don't get booty tickled because they're not white. Because not all characters are white. I will say this. The only legitimate white character that I know that is white is Sonya Nevermind from Rampa. Out of all the characters in that series, she is literally the only white character. No one says anything. No one says anything at all because we are all equal. Cosplay is about hope, positivity, equality. That's the big word right there, equality. It doesn't matter what color you are. Cosplay who you want. It doesn't matter. Just don't – I stress this so much. Don't blackface. Do not ever do that. That is the most racial thing you can do. Oh, oh, I'm only doing this because it fits the character. I don't care. I don't care if you cosplay Garnet from Steven Universe. Don't blacken your skin. It doesn't matter. Like my friend Shay, people got mad because they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, you're white shaming, uh, you're white uh, facing Harley Quinn. Excuse me, did you not see the art of Harley Quinn's old old design? That's white face paint. That's not white shaming. There's a big difference. Yeah. People shamed her so much. And she's black, mind you. And people have been talking so much garbage. And I'm like, bruh, that's part of the costume. That's a white, that's a white paint. He, she's not yeah, white, she's not <laughs> whitewashing. You uh, are so off. My that God. Is, that is when uh, everything just self-destructs. And I'm just like, I'm out. Nothing makes sense. You make no sense. No exactly. one makes sense like, anymore. People think that they're <laughs> empowered of cosplaying certain people and other people that are not their skin color, they can't cosplay. Well, hey, Wolfie Kingston here cosplays every character that isn't black. I rarely cosplay black characters. Not, not just because they hardly pop up in anime. Just in general, I just, I just don't really cosplay black characters because I don't really want to. I will down the line. Like, a lot of people have been asking me to cosplay Rock Lock from My Hero, Static Shock, and I love Static Shock, don't get me wrong, Black Panther, and I'm like, look, I'll Mm. cosplay them. I just don't want to at the moment right now, because there's a lot of characters that I can 
relate to and that I just love so much. I'll cosplay black characters, you know, when the time comes. Static Shock will be coming soon. I don't know when that's going to be, to be honest. Um, I'm going to be cosplaying Ogun from Fire Force Season mm, 2, who is okay. literally the only black character, but he's so freaking cool. He literally has tribal markings, and he calls mm. it Flaming Ink. And yeah. he literally snowboards in the air with flames coming out. That's awesome. And, like... Yeah. It's just in general. I, I can cosplay whoever I want. It doesn't matter what skin tone. I'm not whitewashing the character. I'm not blackwashing the character. I'm not doing neither of those. I'm just simply cosplaying. Only thing that I'm doing that considers makeup is dolling up my face to make me look more like a girl. And it works every time because people think I'm a girl at first at first appearance. Isn't that so, great? When yeah, that happens, so, by the way, when when you when you're cosplaying as a girl and people think you're a girl, you just like nailed it. Yeah, I literally go with it because <laughs> um, uh, before Bowser Jr., I was Glaceon, the Pokemon Glaceon in a kimono, mm -hmm. and no one knew who I was. Ooh. And as soon as I posted it on on media on Facebook, you know, back when I actually used Facebook, sure. literally everyone in the comments was like, "That was you," and I'm like, "Yeah, that was me." And then my friend was like, dude, I was literally I was literally arguing with my girlfriend for 25 minutes saying that that was a girl. And my girlfriend kept saying, no, that's a uh, dude. And I'm like, no, your girlfriend's right. I'm a dude. Oh, uh, that's funny. It, it is. is. It's funny. hilarious. <laughs> so me cosplaying a girl, I love it. Which is why I introduced my drag, my drag Sona, Lisa mm -hmm. Wolfgang. That blew up. I want to do more Lisa Wolfgang stuff, but I got to wait for my friend uh, Hellbunny Bree to... Uh, Come come back to Cali, so we can uh, work some magic because her yeah. makeup skills is top god tier. I love her. I love her nice. work. It's amazing. Nice. But yeah, more of the story of of the race thing, dude. Cosplay whoever you want. It doesn't matter if people are gonna get mad. Let them get mad. Hoes mad. Do whatever. Hoes mad. Uh, how do you deal with that? How do you personally deal with that in your feed and in real life? Well, I've only dealt with it twice on media. Where okay. I, I don't remember who I cosplayed, but excuse my language, but um, one person commented and they're like, you're a nigga. And I'm like, yes, I am. Is there a problem? And then he didn't respond. And then after that, all my friends just attacked him. And I'm like, I didn't even do anything on that. All I said was, I don't deal with racism. Mm -hmm. So whatever. All my friends were like, bro, what is wrong with you? Like, they just ripped him a new one. And in reality... Honestly, I don't deal with that in reality. No one comes up to my face saying, hey, you can't cosplay this person. Uh, this person's not black. Right. No one has ever come up to me and told me that in my face. Every time they see me or when people see me, they give me props. And honestly, I, I, I appreciate that. And the funny thing is, one, we one weird thing happened. Anime California, I was Angie Yagana for the first time. Mm -hmm. A dude straight up went up to me and said, bro, I don't know if anyone said this, but you look like a snack. And he walked away. And I was just like, <laughs> um, I didn't know how to respond because I was like, do I speak or do I just uh, not say anything? Right. Oh. So, so I was just like, OK, I'll take the compliment. Take it. But in reality, <laughs> yeah, no one has said it to me in my face in reality, only on only on social media. Yeah. And it's funny how people want to say it on social media, but not in their face. Oh, because yeah. how I, t I take this quote 
from Saints Row 3. It doesn't matter. All you are is a bitch behind a keyboard. And that's basically <laughs> how it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And very positive. Uh, that's pretty much the whole thing with the continents with you. Positivity. So that is awesome. Um, and I like what you're doing. I always see you and the and the crew hanging out at the cons. And it's always awesome to see what you guys are up to. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Project Dice. Oh, Project Dice was something. Mm, let me tell you. Project Dice was a was a project that I wanted to do at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. Dice is a character from this manga called Hypnotic Mike, which mm-hmm. Twitter confirmed that it was going to become an anime soon later this year. And I'm excited. So Ooh. my friend Cherry, I love her to death. She knows she basically got me into Hypnotic Mike. Right. And that's when I love I fell in love with the crew uh Fling Posse. Hypnotic Mike is basically about these divisions where if they want to take over a turf, they have to rap battle for it. And their rapping mm. is good. Even though it's in Japanese, it's fire. I feel like it's fire. And so I was like, you know what? Since I pulled off the dice cosplay, why not do something about it? So I hit up my friend yeah. Cool Whip. And I explained mm-hmm. what Project Dice is about. The song Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Yeah. As I heard the lyrics from the song i thought about it i'm like cosplay is bleeding meaning cosplay is both positive and negative at the same time in the community they're saying um the lyric hollywood's bleeding uh vampires feeding darkness turned to dusk meaning cosplay is bleeding fandoms are becoming more toxic people just hurting each other and being negative and toxic to one another in fandoms of the cosplay community. Every, and then the next uh, verse, everyone's gone, but no one's leaving, no one here but us. Meaning, people hate it here. They want to leave, but they love the friends that they've made over the years of cosplay. Right. And I felt that. So that's why I'm like, let's use that song with Project with with Dice. Because Dice, as a character, he's a bum. He's a bum, broke bitch. He always gambles, and he always ends up broke, and he always asks Ramada, who's also part of the Fling Posse crew, Mm -hmm. who has a lot of money, always asks Ramada, like, yo, can you, like, spot me real quick? And I'm like, this this fits the bill. And so right when the bass comes in, when, when Dice starts dancing, that shows that you're at the top of your game. You're at the top of your game in the community right now. You're having fun, positive energy everywhere. You're living your life and everything. And then right when it reaches the end, saying, um, with all these demons, I just want to go home, meaning I'm having fun, but things are starting to die and people are starting to become jerks. And I don't know if I want to stay any longer, which is why near the end of the video, Dice starts messing up in dancing, meaning which mm-hmm. which shows energy, which shows this message saying, "I'm struggling through the through going to cons and having fun with other people because there's, there's a lot of people that are being jerks right now, and I don't like how it's going." And then right when it ends, where it says, "Hollywood's bleeding," um, Hollywood is bleeding, and 
I'm a far away home. I think that's what it said. I think that it says the last thing mm-hmm. where Dice just falls to the floor, lays on the floor, and that shows that he's basically back to square one. And then it nice. and then it recycles and does it all over again. Mm, that's that's nice. what I felt. I that that's what I felt. What the energy was and what the message was. And that's why when I dropped it immediately once New Year's hit, it literally popped. So that's why I was like, let me post it on YouTube and Instagram. And it popped. It popped so well. And I love everything about it. And that's when I was like, you know what? I want to spread the message of the con into you, not only at cons, but I want to do cosplay music videos. And honestly, in my opinion, as soon as I started putting the hashtag cosplay music videos and and announcing that I'm going to do cosplay music videos, I've been seeing other cosplay music videos on TikTok lately, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I started that, but these are really good trailers of other cosplay music videos that people have done. Oh yeah. And so far, it's mainly been um, Donk and Rumpa, and they look so well done. Nice. And I just can't wait to do it. And of course, that's when Project Nagizo came in. I'm like, all right, I'm about to do it. Nice. Tell me about that a little bit. Project Nagito. The song fits so well by, uh, what's his name? NF. The song is called Why. Okay. Now, the reason why I, I mix that song with Nagito is because Nagito is an on and off character. Right. He loves being with the friends he's with, but he's also a jerk and he does things that people don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Which is why this name is in the song. Why? Um, basically, he's all about hope. But he's also told people, like, look, if you're planning to kill someone in the next murder trial, let me help you. Let me help you kill that person. Or if you want to kill me, by all means, let me help you commit that perfect murder so you can, so I can be your stepping stone of hope. And everyone else is like, dude, Nakito, shut up. We don't care about that. You're being very weird and negative, and we don't want that. Which is why a lot of people were weird about him. Which is why later in the series, he has outdone himself. Um, oh. And so that's why during the video, it showed that like he had a glove on. Because in the, ser- in the fandom, not in the fandom, in the story, he cut off his hand and put on Junko Enoshima's hand on. Okay. So, he can, so she can, he can feel the despair from his hand. Right. He can't move it because after it's sewn on, he he can't move it, which is why in the video he he takes off the glove, throws it down, and shows the hand that that is Junko. And then later on in the video, he punches his hand and he just thwacks it, punches it, it starts bleeding because one he feels the despair and he feels like he's going to be someone else's next stepping stone of hope, which is why in the game he killed himself. That was crazy. He was trying to take mm. out everyone in the trial thinking that they're the blackened. But Hajime solved the mystery. It was literally a suicidal. He was just trying to find the traitor. And they did find the traitor. But it, but it wasn't who we thought it was. Right. And so that's why that energy of that video showed of Nagito's potential. Now, I do have other projects in mind, but... I was supposed to do Through the Eyes of Hajime. I did post a trailer weeks ago, like two months ago. No, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And due to my work schedule changing again, um, I might do it tomorrow. If not, I'm probably going to do it next Saturday. That 
is where it's going to explain what Hajime has gone through. And that's all I got to say because I don't I don't I don't want to ruin the rest of it. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, and I have other projects in mind, but again, it's most of my projects it involves going outside, and we can't at the at the moment. So yeah, yeah, yeah I get I just, it. I just won't. It's rough. I get it. Um, what's explain uh, what's happening with you and Akira Dubs? What are you guys up to? Oh man! Tell, give us, give us something. Give us a little. I will say this: news. Akira is an amazing singer. I love that dude. He <laughs> has a great voice. He can sing, and that's why I asked him. I'm like, you know what? What if we perform at Anime Impulse? Because since I'm in good ties with Anime Impulse, I'm pretty sure once they release right. the registration of doing performing, I think we should perform. Sure. And he was down. So that's when I was like, how about this? Because I love collabing with people and I love bringing out the best out of people. I told him, why don't we start off with singing one of your songs from your album that you released? And he's like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. So we're going to reveal, he's going to sing one of his songs from his album, from the performance, and I'm just going to be his dancer. It's just going to be us. Mm -hmm. Now, we are going to cosplay, but we're going to cosplay a duo that, for a fact, people wouldn't expect, especially from Akira. Okay. Um, and we were going to sing another song from his album, but we mm -hmm. switched it. It's a song that I feel that it's going to lift everyone else's spirits. So all I'll say for that is that it's a we're going to do a cover version of that song. All right. But what's going on right now, because we were supposed to actually uh, record the cover today, but he's going through some things right now. He's trying to um, he's trying to reinvent himself. So um, whenever he's ready, he'll hit me up. And that's when we'll do the we'll do another uh, sneak peek announcement whenever that happens and i wish akira the best of luck and from the looks of it he's he i, I believe he's doing really well yeah he's doing really well on you know trying to you know uplift himself and change what he needs to change to better himself but that's basically the only thing that's what's going on for me and akira we are going to do a awesome performance and i'm really excited for it to come out I'm excited to, to perform again, and I'm just excited just to see how people are going to react when Akira Dubs does his very first live performance singing his song from his album. Yeah, that's That is exciting. what I'm really excited for. That's why I love to collab with people. I really mm -hmm. want to do the best I can to bring out the best in you. Yeah, that's good. I like to hear that. That is good. Um, let's uh, bring it to a close, but before we do, uh, just a quick question. Hollywood Boulevard, uh, high-trafficked area. Let's go Hollywood and Vine. There's a billboard, giant billboard right there. You have uh, the power to put anything on that billboard. What do you put on that billboard? Um, I would put... I would put... Bring love, bring hope, bring positivity, be who you want to be, the con ends with you. Bam, right there. Nice. That's that's awesome. That's that's a good message. Uh, any last words that you want to say to the audience on cosplaying, on dealing with hate, uh, on being a positive person in general? Okay. 
I will say this because I was going to try to bring it up if it brought up a question. Um, now, when it comes to hate, because okay. I actually had some, I actually had some heat the past like two, three days. Um, see, when it comes to hate, you need to be careful what you do, and you need to be smart about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I will admit. What I did wasn't smart. Like, deadass. I will tell you right now what I did, it, I shouldn't have done. Um, I don't know if you saw, but, like, this past Sunday, me and my friends, they wanted me to hang out with them. And I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? going to go to Little Tokyo. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. Went to Little Tokyo. Mm-hmm. As soon as that day ended, all of us got massive heat. And I, and I mainly got the major heat because, of course, we're not really allowed to go outside. Sure. The pandemic's going on. You're hanging out with your friends at a, a place where it's very heavily contaminated with the pandemic. Yes. Now, for people out there that want to become a really good and well-known cosplayer, you need to be smart on what you do. Because what I did was not smart. I shouldn't have went outside to Little Tokyo. I shouldn't have done that. But I did. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, I apologized. And I had a message saying, I'm disappointed in you. I thought you were supposed to be a role model. Now, see, here's my response for that. I'm not perfect. That's for damn sure. And just because I made that choice doesn't mean that that is a choice that is going to be forever branded for other people that are inspired by me or that look up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm human like everyone else. We all make mistakes. Now, just because I did that doesn't mean I'm automatically a, a horrible person. I've told people that I, I will own up to it, which I did. Straight up, I said, yes, I know I fucked up. I will gladly take that L. Am I going to do it again? No, I'm not. I am most likely going to be better and be a better person and lead a better example. And, and when people saw my apology, they straight up told me, look, I was another person that was disappointed, but after seeing you doing that apology, I regret everything I've done. You are a great person. I'm glad you straight up went with it head on. Much love. And I hope, you know, you keep continuing what you're doing. So when it comes to hate, make sure it's not from people that, you know, want to just hit on you for no reason. Now, if they hit on you from a mistake you've done, just own up to it. Straight up, just own up to it. Because if you do, I guarantee you it's going to hurt less than what you think it, it'll be. It's literally just a band-aid. It's just going to rip off. It's going to hurt for a little bit, but it will die down. Now, for the positive side, mm-hmm. just keep doing what you love. Don't let anything knock you down. Regardless if people uh, hit uh, knock you down on... Um, cosplay on how you do your content or just as a person if they don't know you like how your real ogs know you pay them no mind do what makes you happy climb that ladder to the goal that you reached because i mean the sky's the limit do what you believe that will get you to that goal yeah you may have to do some sacrifices but make sure there's sacrifices that are actually worth it don't mm-hmm. do stupid sacrifices because that will that will lead you nowhere. That will lead you to rock bottom. Do a sacrifice that you know that will benefit you. 
and it'll work out in the end. And always, always, always remember slash go go back to your roots. Because if you don't go back to your roots, mm. you pretty much lost yourself in the long run. You've lost yourself completely. If you don't remember where you came from, um, if you don't remember where you came from, honestly, you're literally a completely different person that people don't really see you as how they first saw you in the first place. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so okay. really at that, make sure you make the right decisions before you have people hating on you. And then if they do hate on you, own up to it. Be 100% about yourself. Because the real ones will forgive you and they will stay with you. If people want to leave because you made that one mistake and they're making a big old uh, complaint about it, you don't need them. Those are people that just wanted to be there for the ride, join for the quote-unquote clout. Sure. and feel relevant because i've told people before i'm not famous i'm really not i'm just a cosplayer that wants to see greatness in the cosplay community i'll say i'm popular but i'm not famous well, and if people ask me when uh when i'm going to be famous i'll let you know when i make it and that's a long ass road from there well put well Put Wolvie Kingston, where can they find you? Go ahead, give some plugs. Okay, where you can find me Instagram, Wolfie Kingston, W O L F K 1 N G S T O N. That is my Insta. You want to find me on YouTube? It's just Wolfie Kingston, W O L F Y K I N G S T O N. That, therefore, if you want to see Project Dice and Project Nagito, they're on my YouTube channel. And. Well, yeah, those are like my two. Oh, TikTok is spelled the same way as my YouTube channel. You can find me on TikTok as well. I'm most likely going to make some TikToks tonight. Maybe. I have no idea because my bookie doesn't fit because I got big arms and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, those are my three, uh, those are my three uh, accounts that you can find me on. I will gladly accept you. And hopefully you'll see me on stream because I'm going to be streaming in a bit too. But uh, yeah, those are my three. Awesome. Always a pleasure to have you. And yeah, I appreciate it. Keep being that positive person. Good, sir. Always appreciate it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. You can find me at Kyle V on Instagram. You can also follow me at uh, Valenzuela.photo. And uh, follow Baking Brew. We're doing a lot of cool uh, baking stuff with craft beer. But until next time, folks, catch you later. Peace.